0: Listener production.
1: A late push by buyers pushes Wall Street into positive territory. And Aussie shares
0: expected to open higher on Tuesday ahead of the Reserve Bank's interest rate decision. I'm Tom. And
1: I'm Ryan. It's Tuesday, the 1st of August. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, just hearing those words, we've really powered through this year, haven't we? July is done. Done and dusted. Uh, we turned the page over. And we are anticipating a positive start for the local share market this morning. The spy futures are up by 20 points, or about a quarter of a percent.
0: And we saw overnight on Wall Street to finish the month of July, the Dow Jones was up by 100 points, or 0.3%. The S&P 500 index rose by 0.2%, as did the NASDAQ index, which was up by 7 points. And we closed out the month of July with some solid gains. The Dow Jones was up by 3.4%. The S&P 500 gained 2.9%, and the NASDAQ was up by over 4%. So, five straight months of gains there, Tom.
1: Indeed. So, this is, I suppose, a session that has concluded an, an important month in a rather underwhelming fashion. But when you have a look under the bonnet, it's probably more revealing. So, on Friday, we had those important inflation numbers which were benign. And what we have tended to see overnight, both in Europe and the United States, the trend for interest rate markets was that even though they didn't necessarily close lower, They drifted lower. They were trying to explore that territory on the downside in terms of yield. So interest rates falling, prices higher. US Treasuries, just to quickly uh, sum up the moves. So a two year Treasury note went from 4.91 to as low as 484. So that's a decent push lower. Finished around 488. 10 year uh, from 4% to 392, not as aggressive. Finished around 396. But with that behaviour, Ryan, That if that continues until we see another fly in the ointment on the inflation front uh, at the margins, that's something that will be supportive for stocks.
0: Well, there's certainly three things that stood out as far as the Treasury market was concerned. So the first one is we got data out of the Eurozone showing that annual consumer prices grew by 5.3% in July. That was down from 5.5% in June, so continuing to trend in the right direction. And also at the same time... We did see a big focus on comments from Chicago Federal Reserve President Austin Goolsbee. He said the US Central Bank was walking the line pretty well on bringing inflation down without causing a recession. We're waiting for Friday's job status, and he said that he'll look at those and then determine what he intends to do in September.
1: Good on you, Austin. Uh, Well, look, let's just quickly reflect on the fortunes of European interest rates because uh, on the back of those inflation numbers we saw – German bonds, which are called bunds, uh, they drifted lower as well. So a two-year bund, uh, the range 307 to 301 in yield terms, finished around 302. Uh, Ten-year bunds, 252 to 247 on the downside, finished around 248. Again, uh, those European interest rates drifting lower. So it is an important week for uh, interest rates. If those jobs figures, for example, on Friday come in hot, then that's going to be problematic, isn't it, Ryan? It will be,
0: and the other thing to note with the eurozone overnight is it looks like the block returned to growth. Yes, in the June quarter, we saw the economy, as measured by gross domestic product, expand by zero point three percent in the second quarter. So we had seen Europe in a technical recession.
1: Indeed. So again, you know, something of a virtuous circle there. You've got growth improving and interest rates moderating at the margins. Of course, we need to see more more of that uh, to be for that to be convincing. So just where European stocks were concerned, uh, the German market traded uh, through a range of being down by about a quarter of a percent at the start of trade, up by a quarter at its best, finished down by uh, just a little over 0.1 of a percent. I think what's instructive, Ryan, is the sector performances. So we tended to see the um, cyclicals uh, do a little bit better um, broadly overnight. So by cyclicals, you know stocks that are leveraged to an expanding economy and the more conservative areas tended to underperform. So if you look at the stock 600 index, uh, it finished up by uh, only around 0.1% started at its lows, drifted towards its highs. But uh, energy uh, has been a consistent outperformer when you look at the uh, various sectors globally in the last 24 hours.
0: Well, we did see the US oil nymex price up by another one and a half percent to eighty-one point eighty US dollars a barrel. So we also saw quite good outcomes as far as the oil market was concerned over the course of July. In fact
1: seventeen percent steepest
0: monthly gain since January twenty twenty-two. So we are continuing to see the oil pulse on the tightening of that market. So we are seeing global supplies under some pressure and rising demand. So We have seen all respond to that, and at the same time, we did see an upgrade of oil giant Chevron overnight from Goldman Sachs. It upgraded the stock to a buy from neutral, and that's really on the back of expectations. It'll post some positive cash flows. Uh, going forward, so
1: and that um, that push higher for the U.S. stocks came at the hands of improving energy stocks as well. So that's something that is always worth looking at in terms of that carry-on, isn't it, Ryan? So in the final hours, if you saw uh, that in the U.S. session, then you want to be mindful of the opening hours in the next session uh, in Asia, for example.
0: Well, absolutely. So we're expecting to see those energy producers perform well in the Asian session. The other thing to point out last night is that we did see quite a lot of broker upgrades. So of course, we're in the midst of the earnings season at the moment, broadly we've seen fairly good results. Off a low bar, You know, second quarter earnings for the S&P 500 companies are still estimated to have fallen 6.4% year on year, while still negative, the forecast is an improvement on the 7.9% drop estimated a week earlier, so we are seeing Reasonably good outcomes there. We're seeing broker upgrades on the back of expectations. Perhaps the economy is better than Mm. expected and the like. So we did see a jump in some of these companies. Also, at the same time, we did see shares of Toymaker Hasbro up 3.8%. We also saw Disney shares climb 2.7% after the FT Financial Times reported that the entertainment giant brought back key former executives kevin mayer and tom stagg so a bit of a broadening out as far as the gainers or the leaders of sectoral and also stock performance last night tom
1: and to your point about broker upgrades is sort of dovetails with that picture in relation to upgrading economic forecasts as well so these are considerations in terms of how you temper your approach so if you have tended to be um, less constructive or bearish, as we call it in the trade, then you know you kind of have to cool your jets a little bit if you see that we're starting to go through an upgrading cycle when it comes to forecasts, be they earnings or or otherwise. So that's just something to, to note. And to see what sort of legs that cycle has as well is quite important.
0: Absolutely. It's been a big focus on earnings downgrades over the course of yeah. this year. And, and certainly we are seeing some Mixed outcomes on that front. But one of the things that stood out last night, Tom, is Heineken. You don't mind (laughs) Heine, do you?
1: Oh, yeah. Look, it's probably not the first thing I grab, to be honest. I'm probably more of a Peroni kid if I'm um, favouring a- you lean uh, towards the Italians? Well, you know, I mean, they're all the same, really, these retail big beer brands, aren't they, Ryan? If you sort of want to go something interesting, go for something that the Trappists have brewed that's um, got a little more- horsepower under the bonnet. You know, there's nothing like locking people up and then seeing what they do in terms of their ingenuity. And the monks did great things with beer.
0: Craft beer in particular. (laughs) And we did see Heineken cut its 2023 profit growth forecast. The brewer reported a 5.6% decline in beer sales and an 8.8% like-for-like fall in operating profit. Apparently, its operations in Vietnam were under pressure and its share price Mm. was down 8%. So that was the biggest drag in the European session.
1: So let's uh, reflect on the fortunes of what might take place for the local market today. As I said, the futures are indicating that we'll be up by a quarter of a percent today, and the RBA decision on rates is an important one for a variety of reasons. But for the central bank to be able to claim any credibility in the inflation fight, Ryan, today, they should raise rates.
0: Well, you're not mincing your words here, Tom, but... We think in an, another finely balanced decision, we expect the Reserve Bank to hike the cash rate one more time by 25 basis points to a near 12-year high, 4.35 percent. That would take the number of hikes to 425 basis points since May 2022. The reason for this is that the RBA's closely watched measure of core inflation, the trim mean. Mm-hmm. That was up 5.9 percent in the June quarter compared with a year ago. And they don't expect to see core inflation down to four percent until at least December. That's well above its two to three percent target. Services inflation accelerated to a fresh twenty-two year high of six point three percent. We saw higher rents, restaurant meals, and childcare costs. Rental inflation rose by two and a half percent in the June quarter, the strongest increase since nine eighty eight. And while we did see headline inflation ease somewhat from seven to six percent in the quarter,
1: it's not enough to put the gun back in the holster. Well,
0: I, I don't think so. Some economists do, but. I mean, if you look at. How do you make a case for that? Well, if you look at the increase in prices we've seen from the 1st of July, we've seen big increases in electricity, health insurance prices, minimum wages, residential rents. They're likely to keep services inflation sticky in the Mm. second half of 2023. We also heard from Reserve Bank Deputy Governor Michelle Bullock recently saying that unemployment at about 4.5% is required to return inflation to target. We're near 50-year lows (laughs) of
1: 3.5%. So none of the things that have been spoken about as being the catalyst for leaving rates on hold exist. The
0: idea that the headline number was softer
1: than expected
0: has been the one that's been rolled but out let's the still, most. Let's
1: just, still, let's, let's just say it slowly. 5.9% core inflation. How do you make a case for waiting and seeing? Surely you just keep your foot on the neck of it whilst uh, whilst you can. Well, you'd think so, Tom, and we have seen
0: labour income of 10% year on year, and that's why household debt servicing has remained manageable so far. Loan impairment rates remain historically low. We've got rising home prices. I mean, with inflation still at 6%, this is absolutely the wrong time to see a revitalised property sector, in my view. You don't want that dragon waking up. And then the... Aussie dollar is weak at 66 to 67 cents. That's on the Imported back of the inflation. Interest rate differentials, that'll create inflation concerns. And then finally, it's Governor Lowe's penultimate meeting today. And perhaps the RBA will want to complete its hiking cycle before Deputy Governor Michelle Bullock takes over in late September. So we'd have some neutral policy risks before uh,
1: we, we, we see her- Define her- Regime, I suppose, in terms of the communication, which has been spotty at best, in terms of what we've seen over the course of the last couple of years. But that'll be interesting to see how will the market respond today. So I suppose, in the event that we do see a pause, that will be embraced. The discussion will be, however, you know, whether or not there's there's one more bullet left in a chamber in the months ahead. Well, I suspect.
0: If they don't lift interest rates by 25 basis points, I'll probably do it in September. Mm. That said, if they pause today, it'll definitely be a hawkish pause. So markets may init- initially so react positively, the but then digest the commentary and then fall back a bit. But what we'll see is some support from energy producers. The Gold Futures yep. price is up by 0.5% to 1970.50 US dollars an ounce. What may pull the rug a bit from commodities today is iron ore. It was down 0.2% to 112.46 US dollars a
1: ton. Those manufacturing numbers that we saw out of China yesterday weren't much chop, were they? No,
0: they were still in contraction, but
1: better than they have been. Mm.
0: So if you're kind of clinging to anything, that would be it. <laughs> but the services sector is definitely slowing down. And we have seen some policy measures rolled out by the Politburo in China. But the market's reaction has been fairly subdued. The other thing to note today, Tom, is today marks the official start of Australia's corporate reporting season. So uh, we have Credit Corp release earnings results. Not one of the most
1: known companies, of course, out there. uh, They perform an interesting task in that they tend to buy distressed debt and uh, repackage it and clip the coupon on the way through.
0: And we have seen UBS analysts forecast average earnings per share growth for companies in the ASX 200 to finish at a median of about 2.6%. So we have seen the market have quite low expectations for this earnings season, and there'll be a big focus on, of course, outlook statements given cost and wages inflation.
1: Indeed. So uh, just to wrap up.
0: We've got data on home prices, lending and building approvals alongside manufacturing activity data in Australia today. So it's going to be a busy one on the economic front. And the Aussie dollar lifted from 66.8 US cents to 67.38 US cents overnight and is currently trading at 67.17 US cents.
1: And just a reminder, uh, we have made an attempt to capture the worm, the early bird gets the worm. So we uh, have been publishing a little bit earlier and let us know if that has made a difference to your listening habits because we're here for you. Have a great day.